Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is September 18th, Monday. Do we love a Monday? Do we not love a Monday? I'll tell you who didn't love a Monday, my 10-year-old son. This morning, getting him out of bed was quite the nightmare. And you know, I need to I need to take a uh, a lesson on how not to lose my shit every morning, getting my kids out of bed, dressed, and on the bus by 7.15. If any of you guys have um, some tips, leave them below. Okay, now back to the show. You guys, we have such a crazy big episode today. It's on another level. So Many things happened over the weekend and today, this morning, that I was like, do I need to do a Sunday emergency (laughs) Patreon episode? But I didn't because I tried to take the two days off. I try to enjoy my my weekends when I can, and that I did. I did enjoy my weekend a lot. You know me. I love to talk about, you know, a little bit about my personal life. All I'll say is this. I went to a few parties, baseball games. And I'll bring up the party in just a bit because it comes up a lot with the Shan- uh, with the Drew Barrymore story, which I will talk about in a little bit. We have so much on deck. So much on deck. If you're new here, my name is Donna Bowling. I do this five days a week. Thank you for subscribing, following, giving me a good review, rating, comment, all those things. Let's get into the show. We have a plethora of things that happen, and I'm trying to decide how do I want to report it. I know you're all here for the big story. You're all here for the Shannon Bedore, but I want to start with a little bit of a recap of the Drew Barrymore story so that we can put that to bed. I talked about Drew Barrymore on Friday's show. I got a lot of comments from you guys agreeing with me and understanding why I felt Drew Barrymore was making the wrong mis- the wrong decision by crossing picket lines and going back to her show. It was mostly a popular opinion. I did get a lot of pushback on this because people have a hard time separating someone who they adore and love, like a Drew Barrymore, who is by all intensive purposes, like a really, really great, sweet, wonderful, you know, kind person. There's not really anything that she's ever done that's problematic that we know of, right? This felt so out of character. My husband was like, well, Bill Maher is also going back on his show. Why isn't he getting all the shit? And I said, you know, it could be a little bit about his messaging. He was very clear that I will not be doing a big written segment. I will be, you know, the show won't be as good. He was like very loving of writers in his statement. However, I said, Bill Maher is an, listen, a lot of people like Bill Maher, but I wouldn't say Bill Maher is like a universal, universally uh, liked person. I would say Bill Maher is probably someone that people are on the fence about. Some people really like him. He's very polarizing. Drew Barrymore, I would say for the majority of people, like her. She's popular and she's lovable and she's charitable and she's wonderful and she's like sweet and emotional and all those things, sympathetic, right? So sympathetic. We've seen it. So I think that that was a little bit confusing character-wise. Well, Glad to say that on Sunday morning, I woke up to an Instagram post from her where she posted on her um, stories and on her feed, essentially saying, I am 
you know, I've, I've heard you guys. We all know she did that video. That was just a tragedy of a video where she, um, you know, apologized, but said, I'm doing it anyway. She ended up deleting that video because the stories, the comments were horrendous, but she did post yesterday saying, I have listened to everyone. I am making the decision to pause the show's premiere until the strike is over. I have no words to express my deepest apologies to anyone I have hurt. And of course, to our incredible team who works on the show and has made it what it is today. We really tried to find our way forward. I truly hope for a resolution for the entire industry very soon. I loved it. I thought it was a really, really great idea um, to admit that you aren't making the right decision. The comments were great. Lots of really important people that I follow in the writing world, in the acting world, really applauded her decision. I think this took a level of humility and I think it took a level of um, you know, in, it took a level of, uh, the ability to say I'm doing wrong. Okay. So I do think that there is a weird, this is a very, very gray area where we are when, when it comes to these strikes, there's a reason that, you know, certain shows can and cannot go back to work. That's, that's really it. But Bill Maher and Jennifer Hudson followed in her footsteps and all of them pulled it. Now, someone asked me in my Facebook group, by the way, Daily Dose of Donna hit 2,000 members over the weekend, the Facebook group. Come on in there and join the most amazing uh, reality TV and celeb gossip fans, the dosers in there. But if, you, if you're if you in there, someone did comment it and said, do you think this is forgivable with Drew Barrymore? Do you think we can get over this like as a whole? Because she was so like, you know, people were so angry. And I think not even a question. I think I'm already over it. Like, I don't believe anyone, anyone out there is, um, you know, going to hold this against her anymore. I think admitting accountability, taking accountability, admitting fault and saying, I'm sorry is so important. And then taking action to follow along in those, in that path. So Drew Barrymore, I feel good about it. I'm happy she's doing that. Negotiations are starting back up again. Let's just cross our fingers. I spent Saturday night at a birthday party of my friends and one of the guys there, he's a writer um, and a, a producer on so many shows your kids probably watch, Nickelodeon shows. Like I don't want to give away his identity, so I'm not going to, but we had a long conversation about it and you know, everyone wants to get back to work. That's At the end of the day, everyone wants to get back to work. People want to do their jobs. People want to get paid, but they also want to be treated fairly. And so this is really the reasoning behind the union and the strike. Okay, let's move on. I'm going to do a very short segment on Russell Brand just because it's huge news. It is huge news, and I don't believe that um, anyone is – why is it not like as shocking? Because it's sadly – it's Russell Brand. And I think for those of you guys that don't know the story, over the weekend, Brand Russell Brand was accused of um, a series of allegations. Multiple people have come forward to, uh, you know, uh, basically alleged that, that Russell Brand has raped them. He's, um, you know, been They've been sexually assaulted, abused, multiple women in a joint investigation. Russell Brand knew this was coming because on Friday night, um, I got a DM, I got a message on my um, Facebook group that said, 
you know, did you hear this about Russell Brand? It's coming out tomorrow. So he knew about it and he released, he's very popular on YouTube. So he's, I don't, I can't tell you specifically like what he talks about, but he's very, I would say he's very, I believe a libertarian, very woke. I I don't know exactly. No, I don't want to offend anyone with what I'm going to say, but I don't know exactly how to explain what he talks about. I don't follow him, but he knew this was coming and he went onto Instagram on Friday and basically said, this is happening. I, I know what's happening. I'm telling you ahead of time. This didn't happen. Okay. I absolutely refute the allegations. Um, he said the claims were extremely egregious and aggressive attacks. Why do, oh, he's into spiritual stuff. Okay. Recovery and the power of the 12 steps. Thank you guys. R- Russell Brand was a highly like heavy drug and alcohol user, if I'm not mistaken, in these years that he was um, accused of these acts. In no way is that an excuse. And in no way does that mean it's okay. It just makes me think that he probably doesn't recall possibly a lot of these things. I mean, we're going to get into the Shannon Bedore story in just a bit and like forgetting things when you're drinking or especially if you're on even heavier drugs. I, I, I hate to say it, you know. I'll tell you just one thing. Four of the women have so far remained anonymous. One of them was 16-year-old. Um, this unide- unidentified woman accused Brand of raping her against a wall in his LA home in t- 2012. Um, an- another former colleague also alleged that Brand sexually assaulted her in 2013. An ex-girlfriend, Russell Brand's ex-girlfriend, accused him of sexual assault and abuse. We've seen behavior, kind of wild and out there behavior for many, many years. Um, Katy Perry has mentioned something. She was, remember, she was married to him for a brief time. We just saw this clip. Of course, this is like the exact same thing that happens when people kind of have bad news around them, like with the Jonah Hill and with the Ashton and Mila, which, oh my gosh, do I want to get into Ashton and Mila today too? Oh my gosh, do I have time to get into Ashton and Mila today too? I have so much I want to talk about. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Am I allowed to say that? Um, Kristen Bell also, you know, is now, it's come out that she basically warned her co-star Russell Brand not to try anything with her on the set of, um, what's it called? Of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Interesting story, by the way, on on a side note. I was in Hawaii with my then boyfriend, um, so obviously before Lance, when they were shooting Forgetting Sarah Marshall at our hotel. He and I were there on a vacation and they were shooting, um, they were shooting Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And so we would see all the cast. Like we would see Jason Siegel, we would see Kristen Bell, we would see Russell Brand, we would see all these peeps, like randomly, they stayed at the hotel. That's where they filmed the, um, they stayed at, it's called Turtle Bay Resort. It's on the North shore of, um, of what's it called? Of not, no, um, of Honolulu, Waikiki, whatever. What's that? Oh, am I, Oahu. Am I saying it right? Oahu. Thank you. Jeez. You guys, I just had such a brain fart. I'm like, it's not Maui. It's not Kauai. Like, where am I? Yes. So look, I do believe 
I, I'm always going to believe the the victims, um, especially when multiple come forward. At the same time, it's always tricky when it's like 20 years later, 10 years later. At the same time, we cannot speak for these people, why they didn't, why they did. I just learned with the Danny Masterson story that I covered so strongly last week and I will continue to cover because I believe very strongly that there's some shit going down over there, that the victims need to be believed. And it doesn't feel out of character. I hate to say it. It doesn't feel out of character with Russell Brand. So we'll see what happens. It doesn't look good for him. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? I know there's a huge amount of people out there that are like, here we go again. No one's safe. Everyone's coming back out. You'll always find someone, you know, that has a story about whatever. But the truth is, I truly believe, I truly believe that, you know, these things don't come out of thin air. Like, it's not, you know, there's a lot of successful, famous people out there that you don't hear this about. Like, why aren't we hearing this about Steve Martin or like um, Tom Hanks, you know, like. Why aren't we hearing this about all these big actors and act? It's not like every single person that's successful has this happen to them. So it really does make me feel like these are real stories. These are real victims and these are real situations and it sucks and it's gross, but I was never a huge fan anyway. That's just my thing. Selena, don't tell me that. Selena, What? You guys are joking with me. My comments are saying this. Tom Hanks also has rumors. We've heard about Hanks. Steve Martin was last week. Steve Martin? Oh my God, now I'm seeing it, you guys. I'm just scrolling down on People Magazine. Steve Martin objects to Miriam Margolis' Little Shop of Horrors allegations, never any physical contact. I can't believe the two people that I just said. You've got to be freaking joking me. Oh, no. (laughs) It's a live show for a reason, y'all. And I'll admit when I'm wrong. I'll admit when I'm wrong. Okay. I don't know this Tom Hanks story, but I, of course, now I'm going to definitely do my, uh, my research. Let's keep going. Let's talk about Bethany Frankel and her big, big, big in my opinion, mishap over the weekend. Bethany Frankel has an amazing ability to stay in the news. It's so unbelievable. I mean, good for her. This woman is a master marketer. She knows more than any single person out there. She is able to get herself to stay in the news. She's able to stay relevant, whether it's for a good reason or a bad reason. We will always be talking about Bethany. I think we will always be talking about Bethany Frankel. Bethany Frankel is the queen of TikTok, the queen of documenting her life. I've never seen anyone in my life, I'm not joking, post so much content on TikTok of personal stuff. Like I go live on TikTok every single day, so I am one to talk, but I create a TikTok video, you know, maximum, maybe two times a day, maximum, and it's usually about a story, like a breaking news story. I don't judge people that vlog and talk about their own self. I just find it a little bit interesting considering that – you know, Bethany is a millionaire, a multimillionaire. She's, she doesn't, it's very odd to want your whole entire life to be out there in the public when you are a famous person. Cause usually you're like, I would like some privacy, but she's like, 
bring it out, bring it on, you know, like come on in, come into my pantry, come into my closet, come into my car, basically come into my bedroom and come into my underwear drawer. I mean, like I, we know so much about Bethany. I know everything about Bethany and I don't even really see all her content because I'm blocked on TikTok and I don't follow her on Instagram unless I, you know, am aware of some news. And then of course I go and look. Over the weekend, um, when I was actually at the pharmacist on Friday morning. So Friday morning, I see a tweet that Carol Radziwill had commented. She like, you know how sometimes on Twitter, I don't know if you guys follow it or X or whatever. It gives you like, I don't get notifications from that app. And then randomly I'll get a notification like in reality TV news. So that's why I saw this. And basically there's a creator, this woman who um, is, you know, basically talking about Bethany's TikTok and documenting why she thinks it's wrong. So let me give you the story. In On TikTok, Bethany, as we know, has become somewhat of, you know, a self-proclaimed influencer. And she does a lot of makeup reviews. And a lot of you guys love her makeup reviews. So she'll take a lot of makeup, whether it's, you know, um, cheap or or expensive. She gets a ton sent to her. She buys a ton. She'll either use it, not use it, open it, close it, whatever. But we've all seen like makeup artists on TikTok, like Michaela. We see what she has. Like it's a plethora. It's pantry filled of makeup. So, excuse me. So Bethany, I guess, has all this extra makeup and she is a shopaholic. I'm convinced. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. She's constantly at TJ Maxx, Marshalls, always buying things. She's constantly she is the queen of, of consumerism. And so she's out there at TJ Maxx all the time. And she's, of course, TikToking every single moment of every single thing that she does, including when she decided that she loves the employees at TJ Maxx so much, she calls them her friends. She doesn't know their names. And she decides, I'm going to go to TJ Maxx with baggies. Okay. I understand this is expensive makeup, but this is giving like going to my grandma's house and rummaging through her stuff. But it's like a shopping bag with Ziploc baggies of like little makeup kits that she's put together for. So like a used or opened, maybe not even used, but opened at least lip gloss, a concealer, a foundation, a powder, a blush, whatever. Would I want those if if Bethany was my friend? F, yes. This is expensive makeup and I would be stoked if we were friends or if she was my sister or my mom or whatever. I would totally take it. No problem. This is where it becomes a little weird. She decides that because TJ Maxx always compliments her on her purchases and tells her how amazing they think she is and they wish they could afford it, she says this in the video, she decided that she was going to go to TJ Maxx and she was going to essentially do trick or treat with them where she was just going to say like, here you go, like Oprah it up, right? Like you get a car, you get a car, you get makeup, you get makeup. So she walks like, and she's excited about this because she's filming it, right? She's filming it and she walks to the woman who is at the front desk and just sticks a camera in her face. Remember, Bethany has 1.5 million followers on TikTok. And that doesn't include the 3 million some followers on Instagram. So you have to understand, like, I go to parties over the weekend and I'll film people on my my phone and they'll say like, Wooey, are you going to put that on Instagram stories? And I will not if they don't want me to. I don't immediately just film random people and put it on my Instagram and TikTok, unless they know what's going on there, I find it very weird. So she goes straight up to Consuela, 
who she doesn't know her. She says, this is my friend. What's your name? She's wearing a Consuela name tag. Camera in her face. This woman looks so uncomfortable. Let's be honest. She does not want to be filmed. I'm not judging Bethany. I'm not saying that just because of I don't like necessarily love Bethany. I'm saying that in general, she doesn't look like she wants to be filmed. You have to admit that. And she says, I'm going to give you this. Here you go. And what she wants, and I think what Bethany is hoping for is this like grand gesture like, oh my God, you, you're doing this for me? For me? Oh my God, you guys, look, look, look. Bethany is giving us everything. And in reality, the woman goes, I'm, I can't take this. It's a TJ Maxx, um, you know, it's a TJ Maxx um, policy that we're not allowed to take gratuities and tips from people. And Bethany's like, what? That's crazy. I- I'm going to message on the, in- she goes on the Instagram, which is like so cringeworthy I could die, right? I'm going to message on the Instagram. The people will speak. Don't you worry. I'm going to let them know. You can take it. You got this. And just like walks away with all this makeup. Okay. Is it a night? I just got a comment. There's a lot of people that agree with me, but there is a comment that just said, I think it's a really nice gesture. Okay. So do I. Please don't be mistaken. So do I. Like I said, I would love to get half used or some somewhat used makeup from my best friend, from my mom, my sister, you know, whatever. What I don't like and what I think most people don't like about this is this need to be like, documenting my nice gesture. Everyone, this is what I'm doing. I'm not asking you, hey, Consuela, I've got all this makeup that I opened. I haven't really used it. Without a camera, by the way. I haven't really used it. I don't know what to do with it. It's just sitting in my car. Is there anyone that you know that can use it or can I give it to you? And then Consuela's saying, I'm so sorry, I can't take it. And then Bethany's like, oh, bummer, that sucks. And moving on. The need to film it, to post it with the assumption that TJ Maxx will, of course, say yes. I'm sorry, TJ Maxx and Bethany, I don't know where their relationship stands now, but Bethany has given TJ Maxx a whole lot of press and not all good press. You guys remember the faux Manolo Blahnik story, right? So she like had that whole experience. Anyway, the point is, Carol Radswill said, it's giving white savior complex, which of course is a little bit of like a hot, you know, buzzword. And I see that. And I also kind of agree with it, but I didn't, that's not where my mind went immediately. Carol and Bethany have beef beyond. It's like beef. Uh, they have a double, double in and out burger together. They a triple. Okay. A four by four. They really don't like each other. And it's clear that they don't like each other. Carol always will go for Bethany and Bethany will always go for, for, um, Carol. So that this is the situation. All right. But I will say one thing, Bethany eventually had to take back the makeup. TJ Maxx did not approve of on the, the Instagram. She did have to take the makeup back which is 10 times worse. And then she found people at Restoration Hardware that could take the makeup. She just found, she went into the next door. There's a million places you can take anything like this. Goodwill, or maybe not Goodwill. Goodwill is actually not, nowhere that you can sell it, but like a women's profit, um, nonprofit center, um, a homeless uh, shelter for women. Women, I, I remember many years ago, and now I wish I remembered the name of this this shelter, but Luann, do you guys remember this on Roni? Luann used to help at this women's shelter, help women like fix their image to go back to work, like former homeless women go back into the job force. So there's a lot of ways you can do this. Not everything needs to be documented. 
you start documenting it, it starts to feel inauthentic and in, in disingenuous. And that's just my opinion. And you guys basically can d- agree or disagree. As long as you're kind, please tell me. I don't believe that you should, in my, in my opinion, need to film every single good thing you've done, right? I mean, it reminds me of like when I don't wear my Apple watch and I work out, I don't feel like I'm getting the workout because I'm not actually getting it like monitored which sounds crazy, but the filming of the good deeds. Remember Oprah just recently went through this. Oprah just went through like a little bit of a PR nightmare because she was filming herself giving all these things out to the Maui shelters. And they were like, stop filming us. Like we're not your content. We're not your content. Please don't like take pity on me and use it as content to better yourself in in the public universe. It feels a little bit odd. Okay. Bethany went on a tangent on her or like went on um, a, a rant. You know how Bethany rants, right? On her TikTok saying, apparently I'm being canceled. Apparently because of, you know, these big words that people are saying, no one's trying to cancel her. Like canceling is, is such an overused word, by the way. Why can't we just say out loud, we don't think you're doing the right thing? Why is that a cancellation? There's no cancel. Someone commented on my Ashton and Mila post the other day, like, oh my gosh, now we're trying to cancel Ashton and Mila. I'm not trying to cancel it. What does that even mean, cancel? The only thing I cancel is my subscription to, um, you know, MLM programs that I don't want to be part of anymore. And that's impossible to do. Or like I cancel, you know, my, my workout class because I'm too hungover or something. I'm not canceling celebrities. We're just talking about them. If you're allowed to talk, if you're out there doing things in a public manner, we're allowed to talk about it. In fact, me being here and putting myself on, you know, a 400, 350 person live TikTok and then on the, on YouTube and on a podcast, like I'm giving you opportunities to talk about me and you do, and you will. This is how it works. You're not canceling anyone. I'm not canceling anyone. We're talking about it. It's a discourse, right? It's open discourse. Anyway, um, sorry, that was a that was a tangent. But she's saying all these things. And then someone says, because she mentions in the video that like sue me that I wanted to give um, you know, Patrick Ta, a Patrick Ta, um, what's it called? Like palette to um to this woman. And so someone commented. I'm a longtime follower here, and I'm genuinely asking, why did you assume that they can't afford their own makeup? Because she said that, that they can't afford it. She said that in her video. And she said, because she's a cashier at TJ Maxx. If you think that that's not a little bit wrong to say and just to assume this is the problem with society is like you're perpetuating these stereotypes. Cashiers and service people are the poor people that have to take care of the rich people like you. Gross. Gross. You can't be a do-gooder and a charitable person and think that way about people. You're poor. Like, did Consuela tell you about the fact that maybe she's possibly bored during the day because her kids are in college and she doesn't want to sit at home with her annoying husband. And so she'd rather work and get a 10% discount at TJ Maxx and like meet some friends and be social. Do you know how many people I know that work retail that are not too poor to afford a Patrick Ta palette? I find it rude. I find it rude. 
And then the problem with that is instead of just saying, you're right, this was a little bit too far for me. I went overboard. She decides to then double down and go after Carol, but she calls this person, this person, this former housewife, she calls her stupid. She calls her uneducated. She says that anyone that uses big words like that is uneducated and stupid and this and that. Bethany can never gain sympathy because all she does is tear other people down. Do you notice this? She never, ever, ever takes responsibility for ever offending anyone. Instead, she deletes the videos and then she attacks. And like to me, the first thing I'm going to do is if I offend anyone, which I'll explain a situation like that when I talk about Shannon Bedore in just a moment, I'm going to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's what I said, and I I really truly did not mean to sound uneducated or da 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 da. But it's not the person's fault for having an opinion. Just saying, she's literally incapable of taking responsibility for anything she's done wrong. It's so effed up, and it's got to be impossible to be in a friendship or a relationship with her. Okay, moving on. Someone's gonna have to do the timestamps on this episode. Okay. Let's talk about what you guys really want to talk about, Shannon Bedore. Now, this was a jaw-dropping shock to see this morning, and at the same time, not shocking at all. Shannon Bedore was arrested a DUI and a hit-and-run early Sunday morning. So I guess this is very late Saturday night. Shannon Bedore... Real Housewives of OC, those of you that know, you know she's one-third of the Trace Amigas. She's very, very um, outspoken on the show. She has um, three, I believe, all adult daughters now that the two younger ones just went off to college. She famously went through this divorce with her um, ex-husband, David, and she is in an on-again, off-again relationship with with John Jansen, this man that she's been with now for a few years. And I don't know if you're going to like what I have to say, but I'm going to give you guys my opinion in just a moment. Let me first give you just the facts. TMZ reported on Monday that the intoxicated star hit a home, drove and hit a home. Let's talk about this for a moment. She's in Newport Beach. So if I can remember, and I don't know what part of Newport Beach she was at, but if, if I'm at Newport Beach, like are the home the homes are very close to the street, right? We're not talking about very big yards. Because if you're driving where I live in Sherman Oaks and you hit a home, you're going through the whole front yard to hit the home. So that's very confusing to me. So the house must have been like right on the sidewalk, I would hope. She hit a home with her car and immediately turned back onto the road. Then it says, sources told the outlet the 59-year-old reality star drove for a bit before parking her vehicle in the middle of the street and getting out. Get it? Wait it? Wait for it with her dog, her sweet, sweet golden retriever that we've all grown to love on the show. Archie. Archie. Okay. Police were then called. So someone called the police, probably heard the noise, found her acting like she was walking her dog, but she quickly realized she was inebriated, left her car, was part of this and took her into custody. I have no idea where they took Archie. I imagine that there's like some sort of a a procedure for this when they have a dog. I'm sure she's back with her dog. Um, She was booked for two misdemeanors, a hit and run, and a DUI for alcohol. She was cited and released without bond. Here's what we know. This morning, Jeff Lewis, who 
it's very confusing because Jeff Lewis's boyfriend, Chef Stu, posted a photo on Saturday night of a picture of him and Jeff and Taylor Armstrong and Shannon saying birthday celebrations. So everyone assumed this was on Saturday, but apparently, according to Jeff Lewis, Shannon, um, they went out with Shannon and Taylor and them on Friday night. And Saturday, they went out again. Chef and Jeff went out in West Hollywood and Shannon did not come. So this was, the picture was from Friday night. We don't know what Shannon did on Saturday night. She said to Jeff, I'm going to stay home. She apparently did not stay home. She had her dog with her. I'm going to tell you what my guest is in just a moment. She spoke to Jeff yesterday. According to Jeff, she was, you know, humiliated. She was injured. She was embarrassed. She was frustrated and upset with herself. Jeff believes that he has never, ever known um, Shannon to be a drunk driver or someone that drives under the influence. He's never felt that about her. He also said that he does not believe that she has a problem with alcohol. He does not believe that she is an alcoholic. He believes that she has been leaning heavily on alcohol through all of these kind of big changes in her life recently. And um, and that she's going to seek counseling. Okay. I hope that you guys aren't going to hate me for my thoughts. I think that's a big crack of bull. I think, you know, I love Jeff Lewis. You know, I'm a big chump fan. And, and I really like, I like watching, well, I've liked watching Shannon, but not, in, not this season. This season is very hard to watch. I want to give you guys a little bit of a background. Shannon Bedore's entire storyline this season has been a, a revolving two things, her drinking and her fighting with her on and off again boyfriend, John Jansen. John Jansen is just my opinion. John Jansen is bad news bears. He is not good for Shannon. I don't know who he is when he's alone. I don't know who he, who he is when he's not with Shannon, but I'm telling you right now, I do not believe John Jansen is a good influence on Shannon Bajor. I think John Jansen and Shannon have one of those crazy ass toxic relationships that that will never end well. It will never end well. And the problem is, 95% of the problem is, there's probably a lot of problems, but I think 90% of them are fueled by alcohol. He's a big drinker, and I think she's a big drinker, and I think together they're drinking buddies. And they have this have this really passionate, amazing, probably sexual relationship and like love relationship. And then also they have this kind of other side of them. They, they, they set each other off. I think it's really, really indicative that she doesn't get along with his adult daughter. I've seen this before on the show. A few months ago in July, she was allegedly kicked out of a bar in Corona, Corona Del Mar for drinking and fighting very, very loudly with what we ended up finding out was John's daughter. It's just not a good vibe. It to me feels just like Shannon, Shannon's confusing because she's had, you know, I understand Jeff trying to be a good friend and saying, I don't think she's a problem. I think she's just going through a tough time. She's leaning on alcohol. Um, we've been watching Shannon now for years. I want to say like seven or eight years. You guys tell me. I don't remember the first year she's been. She was on the show. Shannon has always had emotional struggles. 
even when she was first season on the show, when she was still with David, her husband, she was struggling. Shannon is not, in my opinion, an emotionally stable person. I think that she has um, always been, she's always been like on the verge of a meltdown, right? She's always had scenes and um, episodes where she's had to run away, where she's like, you know, freaking out, where she has a meltdown, where she yells at someone, where she does something a little bit out there. And here's what's tough is that there's also a really kind of fun side of Shannon. There's also a really fun side where she is like the, you know, party Shannon in Mexico, right? That we're seeing right now with her and Vicky and Tamara. They're part of this Trace Amigos, which is also heavily alcohol fueled. Trace Amigos is like a tequila show. From what I've seen, it's a lot of shots of tequila. This is what their vibe is. They're, they're you know, they're really... They're all about that. This is like this is how she socializes. This is how she hangs out with friends, and this is a huge part of her identity. And it's going to be very, very challenging, I think, for Shannon to hopefully admit that maybe this was the final straw. We've seen a lot of stuff that's happening, as Ray has just said. One of my amazing dosers, Ray, is um, he is a recovering alcoholic or recovered alcoholic, I don't remember exactly how you call yourself, but you, you talk about this very openly. And she says that this is a progressive disease, it's a progressive disease, and it gets worse and worse, especially with women. So like a lot of times you have hints of it, and then you start to see that it gets worse and worse. Um, there's, there's always going to be an emotional issue with Shannon is what I'm saying issue with John Jansen, like, this is just one of the thousands of things we've seen, right? One of, you know, one of the, like, the kids moving away, the husband starting to date the new girl and then getting engaged, John and her breaking up and then making up and then breaking up, the weight gain, the weight loss, the, the issues with the friends. Like, I feel for Shannon, I really do, but let's be really honest and let's be really clear. There is no excuse ever in a million years that makes it okay to drive drunk. You know how many DMs I got this morning in my Instagram DMs, in the Instagram, as Bethany likes to say, about people who have lost loved ones to drunk drivers? I don't know where Shannon was that night because she had Archie with her, I'm guessing she was either on her way to John's or on her way home from John's. My guess is on her way home because I don't think they do like sleepovers for whatever reason. And that's why she had the dog with her. I personally believe there's no excuse for drunk driving. The fact that she hit a house and then kept driving, I'll never forget this, you guys. A few years ago, I was in LA and I was driving home. Um, I was with Lance and we were driving home from the airport and we were in Laurel Canyon area and there's like a really small little street. We were on the side of it. We were going through the side street driving down and, um, and we saw headlights coming towards us, very small street. So we like moved to the side and they were going really fast and like, boom, smashed into a stone pillar 
that had like a built-in mailbox on the street. Smoke came out of the car. It was like really fast, really loud. We got out of the car. We were like, oh my gosh, are you okay? A woman opens the door. She gets out. She has completely soiled herself. She's filled with pee. You smell the alcohol and she literally gets out of the car and starts to walk. In the middle of the hills in a dark area, like where there's coyotes. And we were like, please come back. Like, are you okay? And she, she just kept walking. She, and we didn't know what to do. We weren't going to like go and, and pull her, but we did call 911 and they came. And I'm sure they found her identity because of the car. But she was driving drunk and, and, and got in an accident and had it about her. Like, I'm going to leave the car. I don't want to be associated with it because I'm driving drunk. This isn't a good vibe. This is not good. It's not good. And I don't care if you've had three, you know, I'm sure Shannon, knowing Shannon, she could probably come back and say, you know, she's going to apologize. She's going to take responsibility. She's maybe going to say that it was like, she was very tired or something ran in front of the car. <laughs> she's on a certain kind of medication. I don't know. It ain't good. It ain't good. Um, I don't know what that means for Shannon on the show. Um, but this, this needs to be dealt with. Like, and, and I don't know what you do if you're Tamara, Tamara and Vicky who are relying on someone like Shannon for a business venture now. They're like going all over the country and doing this Grace Amiga show. What are you going to do? You're just going to like not have Shannon there or you're going to have Shannon there. And I mean, Shannon needs to stop drinking in my opinion. She needs help. Now, the other little like side of this is Gina. Gina Kirschenheider, I hope I'm saying that right. In 2019, she was arrested for a DUI. And since then, she has stopped drinking alcohol. But on this last couple of episodes, Shannon Bedore mentioned she was at a party that she was throwing, a dinner party, about tequila, like a tequila-sponsored party. Remember, her identity is drinking. And she said, also very drunk, that because of her, she stopped the... Um, Yes, Child Protective Services, from taking Gina's kids away from her, which is not true from what we know. And the next day, someone tells Gina this. Gina goes to Shannon and asks her about it, and she then goes, strike me dead. God, strike me dead. I never said that. Well, Shannon has been forgetting multiple things this season. For example, she's forgetting that she's getting in these awful fights with her husband or with her boyfriend, John, and calling her friends and complaining about them and complaining about them and telling them horrible things about these fights. And then the next day, acting like everything's fine and forgetting about making those phone calls. It's not good. It's not good. So I hope she does get help. I do believe she does need to probably remove herself from the situation and enter herself into some sort of program, but you have to want to do it yourself. And hopefully this, like, smacks her into decision, you know? I have a lot of personal experience with alcoholism. My father, um, it, that being one, I don't speak to him anymore, which is like a little bit of a weird segue into we could talk about sister wives and Cody's disgusting ability to be the worst dad that ever, like he's such a bad dad and it makes me sick because if you're a parent, you should be reaching out to your children. But um but it's just, it's just not a, uh, it's just not good. It's not good. So, okay. 
Let's see how we are on timing, y'all. We're at 43 minutes. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to touch on... Okay. I think I'll do an additional episode. Maybe I'll add it to tomorrow's episode where I can talk a little bit about Roni and Sister Wives, um, like a TV recap episode, and then the Ashton and Mila stuff that I've been learning about. I have so much more information on all of this. And I really want to talk to you guys about what I've like deep deep dived all weekend about the Ashton and Mila story. I think you guys are interested in it. And I really, really, really want to get more into it. I learned crazy stuff over the weekend. I can't believe how corrupt this shit is. I mean, I used to work in the Hollywood world. Technically, I still am somewhat related to it. Lance is obviously, my husband is obviously still in it. Um, I am so disgusted to hear the things that I heard and the cover-ups that were made and just how the machine is always about protecting the celebrity and protecting the money. And um, it's gross. So I will get into that. We're at 45 minutes. I don't want to go too long today, but you never know what will happen. Maybe I'll drop a bonus on you guys. Thank you so much for being here at the Daily Dose of Hana. We had almost 500 people in the live TikTok today, so that was real fun. You guys are really into this Shannon Bedore, Bethany, all the stories today. Um, make sure to join the Facebook group. Make sure to follow me on TikTok at This Is Donna Bowling and on Instagram at This Is Donna Bowling. And never forget to give the show a five-star rating and a review if you're listening via audio because that really helps it stay up in the ranks, in the rankings. Um, thank you so much, you guys. Have a great Monday, dosers. Bye. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.